Happy New Year's Eve. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the One America podcast. We are doing a top stories of 2021 end of year recap today, and I thought it would be important as we look back at the year 2021 on this December 31st, 2021, uh, I thought it would be important, you know, one of my favorite quotes that's inscribed in the National Archives as you go to the Majestic Building in Washington, D.C., a place I've been many times, is the past is prologue. The past is prologue. And uh, how true, because our past is a window into uh, the possibilities of who we can be, who we should be, what we can accomplish, and maybe the things that we need to rethink and reconsider and make U-turns and make change and do things differently. I think America is at a tipping point. Now, we've talked about this many times throughout the year, but I want to reiterate what I've said since January 6th, 2021, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, but 1854 is a year that you should study. If you're interested in history, if you're interested in uh, American democracy and the times that it's been in peril, 1854 is the lead up to 1860. And Abraham Lincoln, of course, is the candidate in this new Republican Party, which is formed in 1854. And if you fast forward now to 2021, almost 2022, the Republican Party is simply unrecognizable to me as someone who was a Republican for 20 plus years, to many, many, many uh, Republicans who've served as governors, as presidents, as senators, as elected officials at the local level and state levels, the county level, people I've known since I was in college. We've sat around and we've talked and we've lamented and we've been horrified at the shift that's occurred The party is not the party that it was when it was formed in 1854. It's not the party that it was in 1964 when Everett Dirksen as the Senate minority leader helped to pass civil rights legislation without Republicans like Dirksen and Margaret Chase Smith and others, there would have been no civil rights legislation, no voting rights legislation because the Democrats then were Dixiecrats. The parties have flipped identities. They've changed. And we'll talk about that and another podcast next year, but I want to stick on this. Where are we as we end 2021 and go into 2022 as the world's great last hope, the light, that shining city on a hill, American democracy, will it survive? The answer is, I don't know. Um, I think you would all agree I'm pretty much an optimist. I believe that anything is doable. I believe we ought to have old-fashioned street fights with our ideas. We ought to debate. We ought to dialogue. We ought to have courageous conversation. Part of why we're in the place we're in, folks, is the death of what I call the public square, the death of dialogue, the death of respect, of ideas, of free speech, of free thought. You all know uh, what I went through in October at Christopher Newport University here in Virginia, I tweeted out a question about a Superman character, Superman's son, uh, who was being outed as bisexual with another young boy. And 
I had a reaction to it, like literally millions of people all over the world did. I didn't say one thing that was disrespectful. The tweets are all there, read them. In fact, I was very clear that I don't agree with homophobia or any of that. I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to not allow people to be who they are. I think it's wrong not to allow people to love who they love. Uh, But I think that 2,000 plus years of Christian teachings and history, Jewish teachings and history, uh, Muslim teachings and history, and all the major religions of the world, Catholicism, all have the same perspective on this issue. Uh, I think that society thankfully has evolved and we now sanction in the United States and most of the places in the world, same-sex marriage and gay people have all the same rights as everybody else and they should. Uh, But I think that we have to allow people to believe what they believe, to uh, worship as they choose because we're not in a theocracy and that's a good news, right? We're not a country that divines our laws, whether it be a woman's right to choose, which is now in peril. And by the way, I'm a pro-lifer, but because I believe in democracy, because I believe in liberty and individual freedom, of course I believe that a woman has a right to choose and make decisions of her own body. The most sacrosanct agency that you can have is over your own physical body and health. Everybody should be entitled to that. Men, women, black, white, rich, poor, gay, straight. But yet it's in peril. And it's in peril because we are at this place in our great America right now where we don't agree on anything. And we are divided as we were in 1854 in the lead up to the Civil War. Look, folks, the Civil War was a long time in the making. It didn't just happen one day at Fort Sumter when South Carolina woke up and decided they would fire the shots. Didn't work that way. It was brewing for decades. It was brewing with every president we had, probably from Thomas Jefferson forward. It was only a matter of time before the issue of slavery, immoral, godless, inhumane, odious, oppressive, disgusting. It was only a matter of time before that caught up with us. As all things catch up with us in life, right? You reap as you sow. And so right now, America is in a reaping phase of what she has sown from 1607 Jamestown here in Virginia to 1619 Hampton Roads in Virginia to 1776 when we decide that we no longer want to be under the rule of a crazed monarch and we value these things that Jefferson writes about, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, these unalienable rights that he speaks of that come only from God. Man does not have the right to dictate another man's destiny, his, his, his property, his purpose, none of that. And yet here we are fighting over whether or not we'll wear a mask in a pandemic that just this week, 500,000 new cases in the United States. We are by far, by far the worst in the world. France is running a close second with 200,000 cases. The UK is catching up. We're in a bad surge. We're now two years into this COVID virus, folks. And yet we're fighting over whether or not to take vaccines and whether or not to be boosted. You know, I can't take some medicine for a headache or the medicine I have to take for my stomach, the protonics I have to take for my ulcers in my stomach, or uh, you know, the medicine I have to take for my Addison's, 
I could go on and on and on. Every one of my medications has side effects that are far worse than what the doctor gave them to me to cure. Let me say that again. Every medicine that you take, every medicine that your parents take, every medicine that your kids take, your friends take, your spouse takes, has side effects. Everyone. And yet, we don't not take our heart medicine. We don't not take our diabetes medication. We don't not take our medication for asthma or whatever ailments we have. We take our medicine as directed. Why? Because we need to feel better. We want to be well. So why do we have a fight in our country? A member of Congress this morning on December 31st tweeted out something totally irresponsible. Jim Jordan of Ohio. Of course, we've all come to expect that from him. But you know, mocking masks, mocking vaccines, mocking boosters. In other words, if they don't really work, why get one? What an irresponsible thing for a member of Congress to say. 800 plus thousand Americans are dead. Let me say that again. 800,000 plus Americans are dead from this COVID virus. We will hit a million dead Americans by spring. It's, It's an awful awful thing to contemplate. It is horrific. It is scary. It's depressing. It's something that we're going to really need to reflect on how we ended up here, because I don't think we had to end up here. We're in a divided place in our country that has not been seen, I believe, since 1854. We're intellectually divided. We're racially divided. We're, we're divided by class. We're divided by region. We're divided by uh, crazy conspiracy thoughts and theories on QAnon people saying that President Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and other Democrats molest children in pizza parlors. People that think JFK Jr. is Mike Pence and that he's coming back. They literally went to Dealey Plaza where President Kennedy was shot and waited for this to happen. Folks, this is serious. Thousands of flights being canceled right now in the United States and worldwide because the pandemic has spiked. It's out of control. Why wouldn't you take a vaccine that's safe that will save your life? I know I've had COVID twice. The first time there was no vaccine. I almost died. I have long COVID. I will have lung damage probably for the rest of my life. I can barely walk up a flight of stairs and I'm a healthy 50 plus year old. I've been on my Peloton in six months. Hopefully that's going to change. But that's how bad this thing has been. And I'm double vaccinated and boosted. And I thank God for that because I know people who weren't and they're dead. I know people who weren't and they were in the hospital 30, 40 days. Now they have to have oxygen for the rest of their lives. This is not a joke. So I want to kind of talk about how we got here. And I want to go back to January 6, 2021. I'm going to say a few things and then the rest is yours. First, January 6, 2021 was, as I said, that is the shots being fired across the bow, if you will. That's our Fort Sumter. That's our new civil war starting. Literally, we watched in horror as fellow citizens, men and women who work in county courthouses and work at tool and die places, work at Walmart, some of them professionals, some of them uh, work in government, whatever it is. They stormed the U.S. Capitol in a violent rage, wounding dozens of Capitol Police officers. At least four Capitol Police officers died as a direct result of 
the violence, whether it was from self-inflicted suicide due to the mental distress or wounds and injuries. Um, many more suffered, suffered major uh, suffered major damage, emotional damage, left the force, quit, never want to be police officers again. And to me, the most enduring image that I will take away from January 6, 2021, was that man walking through the U.S. Capitol with a Confederate flag. Do you realize that we have United States senators that are calling for Ted Cruz secession? You understand we have members of Congress saying we should break off Marjorie Taylor Greene in her ignorance. Lauren Boebert wants to take guns into the well of the Congress and 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 members of Congress with Christmas cards, which is their right, with their small children under the age of 10 holding AR-15s and automatic weapons. We've had more school shootings, we've had more death, we've had more violence. We've got critical race theory. We've got the 1619 Project. We've got all kind of things that just we are up in arms about. We're angry. We're pissed off. We want to cancel people when we don't like what they say. And then we want to have them fired, removed. We don't want to look at them. We don't want to see them. We no longer debate. We no longer discuss. We no longer dialogue. That's why we are where we are. Full stop. If you look at all the top stories, starting in January 2021, first we had the insurrection, and let's call it what it is. It was sedition and insurrection and treason by elected officials, including the sitting president of the United States of America. There were heroes in 2021. Liz Cheney is one. She may lose her seat. She may be a pariah to this new Republican Party. But history's going to judge her to be like Margaret Chase Smith. She's going to be a hero. She stood up. She didn't care what it cost her. She stood up for democracy. She stood up for America. But right after the January 6th insurrection, we impeached President Trump again for a second time. Unprecedented in American history. He was impeached twice within a year by the House of Representatives. Twice. Second time for leading sedition and insurrection against the United States of America for violating violating his oath of office, violating his oath of office to protect and serve and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. There were many stories. We saw Britney Spears finally get free from her trust that was oppressive and burdensome and something that frankly boggles the mind that a 40-year-old woman who made millions of dollars from her talents was somehow subject to her father and other men telling her what she could and couldn't do and what she could and couldn't spend. A conservatorship finally broken free from that. We saw finally um, 1,500 more documents released from the JFK assassination. Um, not all of them yet, and I don't know why. That shouldn't be allowed. This is a government by, of, and for the people of the United States. We should see everything. We should have seen those documents 55 years ago. There's something they're hiding. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but it is. And the CAA should not be allowed to redact records and tell we the people what we can handle because we're adults. 
We saw that in foreign affairs, Ukraine is now in great danger from Russia and an assault from Vladimir Putin. We've seen President Biden threaten him a couple times. Not sure that's going to be effective. Don't think Putin cares. We've watched the economy explode in ways we haven't seen in the last 50 years. Yet, the poorest among us, the working among us, are struggling and can barely make ends meet. We saw Congress, particularly the Senate, do nothing. The Build Back Better bill failed, something that would have really been good for infrastructure and other projects that we desperately need. <coughs> Excuse me. Our roads and our bridges If you've ever traveled around this country, and I have, you've seen them. They need work. They need a lot of work. Infrastructure projects put a lot of people to work. The Senate, one man, Joe Manchin, is probably what I call the biggest loser of 2021. He is the biggest anti-democratic, anti-American person I can think of. One man who drives a Maserati, lives on a yacht, worth millions, represents one of the poorest states in our union, West Virginia, and can't vote for basic things. He's worried that people will scam the government with a child tax credit of $200. That's what he's worried about. As he has scammed millions with his children's businesses, family businesses, and enriched himself, as have many of our senators and representatives. Don't believe me. Check the facts. You know what I'm saying is true. These people don't serve us, folks. We're in a bad place. Democracy is on the line. That's not an overstatement. It's probably an understatement. We have one major political party that has been completely radicalized in, like I said, conspiracy theories, anger, and violence, and believing that they are the great patriots of 1776, that somehow they are protecting America from an authoritarian takeover from government. When in reality, their leader is an authoritarian fascist, who's laughing all the way to the bank as he makes hundreds of millions of dollars, literally in direct mailing campaigns and creating packs and creating platforms to enrich himself. I never thought it could happen here, but it has. And it's something we're going to need to be vigilant about. It's something we're going to need to talk about because it's happening right in front of our very eyes. I think for me, as I wrap this, uh, I have a couple takeaways from this year. Excuse me. First and foremost, um, the gaslighting that I've seen over the last number of years has been disturbing. Um, We have a good portion of our citizenry, tens of millions, 30, 40, 50 million people, easy, who do not believe in facts, in reality, in anything anymore, unless it is from a certain network, from a certain point of view, From a certain perspective. That's never happened in my lifetime. We have citizens among us who. uh, Refuse to take vaccines to save their lives. And that of their children. There's all the information in the world. Those of us who've taken it do not have three heads. We have not grown cauliflower on our elbows. We are not sick. We don't have diseased DNA. We have none of that, and yet they still persist in this trafficking of unbelievable garbage that, sadly, our mainstream media repeats and feeds. What am I saying? I'm saying that the gaslighting 
is dangerous because if you study history, that happened in every single movement, whether it was a communist movement, authoritarian movement, a socialist movement, whatever it was, it wasn't freedom, it wasn't democracy, it wasn't liberty. It was manipulation, it was lies, it was deceit. And ultimately, once that happens, then the trek towards hurting people, destroying people, containing people, and suppressing people happens. And I need you to know we're not far from that. We're actually closer than you think. So what I want to suggest to you as you end 2021 and go into 2022 is that you sit for a minute and ask yourself, what do you think? And do a little research for yourself. Get off these news networks, whether it's Fox or MSN or CNN, and the journalists who are now no longer journalists, they're all celebrities shopping book deals and making a lot of money. Um, and ask yourself what you think, how you see it. And ask yourself what you want for your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids when you're gone. What kind of world do you want them to inherit? What kind of world do you want them to live in? And I hope that you come to the same conclusion I've come to, which is it's not like this. I am appalled by the social media lynch mobs, the vileness, the threats, the death threats, the hatred, the venom. I am saddened as a university professor at the lack of dialogue and discourse on our college campuses and the the capitulating and the the ass-kissing, frankly, um, of students who get angry and have hurt feelings and who get in a rage over something that's not even worth, in many instances, having a conversation about, much less protesting and threatening and menacing about. We're in a place that I've never seen before, and it's not a good place. Suicides through the root, depression through the root, isolation through the root, despair through the roof. Some of our biggest stars, Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, tennis stars, gymnasts in the Olympics having to drop out because their mental health, the pressure, the pressure of always being on, the threats, the vileness, the unkindness, it breaks you down. To me, the great legacy and the sad, dark legacy of our time is going to be our incivility towards one another, our inability to talk to one another without screaming, yelling, threatening, and cursing, our inability to embrace dialogue and differences, our inability to say, you have a right to think how you think. Even if I disagree with it, I will die defending it. That's Voltaire. I will fight to the death. Defending your right to say something that I don't agree with. That's the America I know. That's the America I want for my nieces and their kids and their kids' kids. Groupthink prevails. Wokeism, conservatism, radicalism, white nationalism. I told you we're in an 1854 footing. Take a look. Study it and then study what happens next. We're not far. We have a lot of citizens who are armed with guns, as is their right under the Second Amendment. I have guns. You all know that. I own them. I belong to clubs, to the range. 
but I'm responsible. Um, and I don't take pictures with my weapons uh, because I don't think that's responsible. Um, it would send a wrong message to the young people who follow me and to others who look at me as a role model. So we're in a place and democracy is under assault. So as I leave this 2021, I'm committing myself in 2022 and beyond to being someone that helps to build the dialogue in the public square, to shed light on the things that need light shed on them, to be a, a purveyor of truth and not lies and not division and not darkness. I look forward to having a lot of different guests on in 2022 on the podcast with all different kinds of opinions and points of view. Because that's what America is all about. That's what freedom is all about. I don't have to agree with you. You might really piss me off with what you say, but you have a right to say it. And no, I don't have the right to exact my little consequences on you because I didn't like what you said. That's not America. And those of you out there in academia and corporate purveying this stuff and, 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 and shilling this stuff, you're, you're doing the wrong thing. You're destroying this next generation's understanding of patriotism, of liberty, of justice and equality. You're teaching a generation to throw a tantrum, to get pissed off, to, to, to do a protest, to get their way, and it's only their way. You're teaching us in the workplace not to respect true diversity. You're teaching us only to embrace one point of view, groupthink, or you're out, or you're fired, or you're gone, or you're not allowed to participate. That is not right. That is not America. That is not America. That's communist China. That's some type of socialist country in South America with some crazed dictator who lives in a big mansion on a hill and everybody else is scrapping for food. That's some type of fascism out of the dark, dark ages of Mussolini and others. That's not America. That's not what we do here. That's not what we do here. Thank you so much for your support of the podcast this year. Thank you so much for your support of me this year. Thank you so much for, for just being listeners, supporters, tweeters. Um, I'm excited for the new year. And as I end, please join me on Saturday, January 1st, 2022, starting at 12 p.m. on Twitter, on my feed at I am Sophia Nelson. I will host my annual live master class. It's going to be a good one this year. It's all about you. It's all about the change challenge. It's all about being the one that you need. We all need that. We all need that. So join me on Twitter at noon, Saturday, January 1st, 12 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, and 6 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. Choose your platform. Choose your time. I made it so that every single time zone in this country and abroad has an opportunity to watch and to listen. Of course, we'll record as well and and uh, Facebook will definitely record and keep it up. I think Twitter does as well. So again, thank you. God bless you. Happy New Year. Be safe. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Get boosted. Stay at home tonight if you don't have to go out on New Year's Eve. Uh, I plan to uh, have a quiet New Year's Eve. Going to be on a call, Zoom with a couple friends, sharing a little champagne and a little music. But that's it. Uh, I don't want to be sick. And Omicron is surging everywhere. So be safe. Look out for your elderly relatives. Take care. Look and check in on your neighbors. And just uh, commit in 2022 to change the one thing that you can in this life. The only thing that you can in this life. You know what that is? That's you.
All right, guys. I look forward to uh, an amazing 2022 with all of you with me. Don't forget the masterclass. God bless and Happy New Year.